All right, so all that's unusable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, ready? Ready. Yeah. Should have been recorded. Oh, here we he was. We've oh, <laughs> been recording for six minutes and 58 seconds. <laughs> A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. I'm Jake. What? There's two Jakes. Jakes. (laughs) There's two Jakes tonight again. Roberto is also not available. He's here in spirit. He's here in spirit. Sign of the cross. (laughs) (laughs) Surprised he didn't burst into flames. He's just in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) We're joined again by Jake Sigelnik. 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 From Gold Eagle in Libertyville. Uh, one of the liquor stores we frequent. Um, and tonight we're drinking our, uh, or the Gold Eagle. Uh, I say our. I mean, our. Well, we it. did help we did pick, help it. pick it. You did. We you, did help pick it. You didn't, do too <laughs> you didn't help too much. I didn't because I didn't pick this one. <laughs> but it's the uh, Whiskey Acres Barrel Pick um, from, uh, when When did we pick this? April of 2022? Hmm. I think it was or Somewhere. March, April, April, yeah. May. Early. I want to summer. I, I think it was, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is a phenomenal bottle. Um, you still have a f- several bottles we left, do still right? Have some, yeah. Um, so this is available. Uh, I highly recommend picking it up. It's barrel strength, um, which you're not going to find on the shelf from Whiskey Acres, uh, other than a barrel pick. Um, and it's 123. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's pretty solid proof. Mm-hmm. Um. It so, yeah. actually probably picked up proof because a lot of their stuff goes in at 120, 121. Does so it? yours actually went up in proof probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to go wrong with this bottle. Yeah. Um. So if you – I highly recommend listening to the last episode where we grilled Jake about being a <laughs> liquor store owner. So <laughs> if you're interested in that, listen to that episode. We also did a Knob Creek Barrel Pick, which is awesome. Um, you are looking at – hitting that sh- the shelves sometime probably in 2023 sometime early um, next year, early, maybe early 2023 2022 but most likely early yeah. 2023 if there's one thing that we know that's going to be easy is shipping's always very reliable yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um so yeah i mean like we've talked at length about whiskey acres uh we did an entire episode on them mm-hmm. um so uh, I don't know. I mean, Dan can talk a little bit to it because you're working there currently, part time, just part-time. for fun. I we well, I met the owner Nick at the barrel ta- or at the whiskey. Uh, gosh, at Gold Eagle's uh, <laughs> tasting event, um, and of course I'm enjoying a retirement for a while. And I talked to him there, and I met him. We went down and did the glass gem pickup. Yeah, and I talked to him down there a little bit. I said, Hey, I'm just enjoying retirement right now. I'd love to help you out part-time i'll donate some time and they decided they'd actually pay me for some time so i've been down there just cooking some mash and learning the ins and outs of yeah whiskey making which is fun to learn a little Super more about cool. my hobby passion. yeah but yeah so i get to see some of the stuff going on and uh yeah it all started from that day where we did the pick at gold eagle cool i did not know that but that is very cool I, I knew who he was before then because an acquaintance of mine is friends with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice to meet him there. And then um, we tried that. They gave us a sample or a sample of glass gem corn. And yes. we went, me and Jake went down, I think, two weeks later yeah. to pick that it up. That sample sold me for sure. <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and their thing is they, they got Dave Pickerel to help them out get started. And yeah. they went on the theory of their farmers. Different wine or different grapes make different wine. Different corn must make different whiskey. So um, they had the glass gem corn. They do a bloody butcher corn. They do a blue popcorn. They do a bunch of different types and varieties of corn. Um, and they get a lot of different flavors out of whiskey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a Whiskey Acres bourbon barrel pick uh, that we did. It is a just a mash bill on there. Bourbon is... If I, if I screw this up, I'm going to get in trouble. It is uh, 75% corn, 15% wheat, 10% malted barley. Correct. Which is atypical for a bourbon. Yeah. Usually you got some rye in there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and seven seventy five percent is really high usually for a bourbon too for corn corn content. And uh, just from a, like a local distillery, I don't think there's any other weeded bourbons that I can think of from a local distillery. Not not from Illinois that I know yeah. of. Yeah, I'll have to. I, I've never really asked why they decided to go wheat. I'm guessing because their big thing is they grow all their own grain on their farm right there. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit better climate for wheat than rye. Yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they decided to do it that because of that. Um, but they do make some great ryes too. Um, yeah, I'm a big big fan of their rye. Yeah, it's a nice little place. But we uh, they came to Gold Eagle to do a tasting where we not only did tasting but Jake surprised us with, there's what, 30, 40 people there to do a, do is that the largest pick. barrel pick you've ever done with a group? Yeah, I would say so for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I mean, very cool. Took a a little bit of work to set up because we needed full 750 milliliter samples to do the pick. And normally we get like 100 milliliter, 200 milliliter little droplets from the barrels. Uh, but Nick was nice enough to pull full bottle samples um, and it was really cool to get everyone involved and not only get everyone involved, but everyone happened to like the same barrel. Uh, maybe I'm jumping a little Except too far for me. ahead. Well, <laughs> no, no, There's a couple outliers, but it was, yeah. it was pretty heavy. Everyone was on this one barrel, which to me yeah. shows that this is a good pick. Yeah. Well, I will say that was a long night because they did a tasting with all their main products. They mm-hmm. gave us a sample of the glass mm-hmm. gem corn, and then we also did... A barrel pick, which was four bottles. We narrowed down to two, and then we tasted two again. Yeah. So we we drank a decent amount that night. It was yeah. a lot of a lot of tasting, and yeah. we 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 enjoyed ourselves. We had fun, but yeah, it was. We did the first. We had a two v two bracket, mm-hmm. and my original, my favorite out of, the, out of the four I tried did not make it to the second round. Yeah, I I think the one that I really liked made it to the final. But it was the one that ended up losing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my second favorite one made it to the final and ended up yeah. being this as the barrel pick. And again, <clears throat> just kicked the shit out of your barrel. Yeah. yeah. Light. What was so interesting about that is out of the four samples, two of them were both at like 20 votes. And then the other two were way far behind. Yeah. Um, but once we put them head to head in the final round, it was like, incredible landslide percent of the votes on one <laughs> yeah. side and five percent on the other side yeah which is like which is interesting because they were even at the first round yeah they weren't very like and the, these were not close in flavor profile either no, yeah. you know so like uh yeah it was pretty interesting i mean i think the biggest note that i picked up on this barrel was maple um very maple forward very yeah. sweet um it, the that like maple uh and like uh the little bit of a sweet note lingers for a long it time does, too yeah and i mean this is uh like you could just pour this on some pancakes and instead of syrup just pour <laughs> some of those whiskey acres on there and i think you'll be satisfied um but the other thing one of the biggest things that i've noticed about this bottle too and we're drinking right now uh, a fresh crack um just open this bottle yeah uh, i think this one changes a lot uh and mostly for the better after it gets some air in it and it breathes a little bit uh, maybe it's because it's a younger whiskey and it's a very high proof for a younger whiskey yeah uh, but once this thing gets a little air i think it opens up really nicely yeah um, and the the second and third sip definitely open up mm-hmm. all the flavors yeah. too um Cause it is pretty hot at one twenty point. No, it's one twenty three. Oh, one twenty three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one twenty three proof. Yeah, one twenty three proof. Yeah, it's, I mean, so it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not as hot as you would expect. From no. Um, you know, your first sip's always going to be a little spicy, but yeah. <laughs> you know, the second one is it starts drinking more like a hundred proof. Mm-hmm. And then the third is, you know, in that same kind of area where all the maple-y and much smoother, much. Through. Yeah. All the sweetness comes through. Yeah. Yeah. The first sip does punch you a little bit up front. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I have this bottle, obviously we were there, we picked it. So I wanted it. Yeah. So if you, uh, 
know of Gold Eagler in the Northwest suburbs, make sure you follow them so that way you get the emails of when this stuff is available mm-hmm. uh, to come and pick up. So what was uh, – I'll ask you guys a question. What was your thoughts about Whiskey Acres before this tasting? Before I this had not house? heard of them. See, I, I had um, heard of them because my dad had been there before, but that's about it. Okay. I mean, I had seen them on the shelves at, at different stores. Um, didn't know anything about them besides that they, it was local. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of texted Dan and was like, hey, this is a local distillery. Let's just go to this tasting. I think, I think this was actually our first tasting at the Gold Eagle, second, I think. Right? Second. We did second. Barrel first. Oh, yeah, did, you're right. We did the barrel was the first one. This is the second one we yeah, did. Yeah, which barrel was a blast. Oh, yeah. So we, we were like, well, let's support a local distillery. Um, so we signed up for that one. Um, and, you know, Nick was amazing. You know, went through the whole spiel that we've gone through multiple times well, about. Well, theirs you know. was complete. Their spiel was a lot different. So Whiskey Acres, Nick and Jamie and Jim are the owners and they're farmers. Yeah. Um, so most of them, when you go to these things, the same thing as when you go down to Kentucky and you do a tour, every tour sounds the exact same. Right. Yeah. This is how a bourbon is made. This yep. is how a rye is. There, with them being farmers, they probably spend about 25 minutes talking about the corn yeah, and the pollination and things like that, which make me happy from my farm roots. Yeah. Um, and Dan guys, was nerding out hardcore during oh, yeah, that, that, that tasting. I think I was the only person there that knew exactly what he was talking about mm-hmm. the entire time. And everyone's like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, we were talking about corn sex. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which I didn't know was a thing until that night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they did a lot of that. Their, their, their fun story is they were farmers that decided they wanted to use their corn and their grain to make whiskey. So they grow all their own stuff and make all their own whiskey over their own grain. They didn't know how to make whiskey. Um, so after a lot of hounding, they got Dave Pickerel, formerly of Makers, Whistlepig, Blackened, mm-hmm. probably about 30 other ones that at yeah. the end of his life that he helped get started up, helped them get started up um, and producing things. And Nick, the one owner, was the original distiller there. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and he's taught the ways of Dave Pickerel to a couple other people, and Rob's been there now for almost six years, I believe. Um, but it's all it says on the bottle: estate grown, estate raised, yeah. uh, from seed to spirit. Everything's right there on their farm. Yeah, I think the only thing Nick said they don't do is malt the barley, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Which everything I else think is... he said they're working on that. They're yeah, they're gonna try and figure out a way to do that. They're getting it. They used to not get it done locally. I think now they're getting it at least done locally. Mm-hmm. Um, but like their rise, they don't use any malt. It's right. enzymes are added. It's yeah. it's seventy five percent corn twenty. Or sorry, seventy five percent rye twenty five percent corn. Yeah. Um. So that is just all their own grain, and then they add the enzymes to convert the starch. But, I mean, there's there's not many distilleries nationwide that can claim that their grain comes from their own farm i think as a consumer uh you have to appreciate that especially where we're located the farm and distillery is close to us yeah um so i think that's definitely played into my thinking of really wanting to do a whiskey acres barrel pick yeah Um, you know it's it's very rare to find a grain to glass distillery um it's also rare to find a distillery that doesn't source any whiskey, um, you know, all their own. Um, and to have it be kind of in our backyard where you can hour drive, go visit it and see the whole operation is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, it, it's, it's neat because, um, you know, when you think of whiskey, you think of Kentucky, um, you know, there's there's a f- uh, few other you know monster distilleries that aren't in Kentucky, but pretty darn close. <laughs> when when we got into whiskey, I was like, there's nowhere in Illinois that's making good whiskey, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but there are there are you know, which is cool um, because it's it's not something that you would think you know that would carry from. Uh, you know, the bourbon capital of the world to the middle of farmland, Illinois, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess going back to my original question on on what your thoughts were before this masterclass and barrel pick, um, because what I'm finding with a lot of of our customers is after I'm recommending the Whiskey Acres barrel pick, a lot of them say, oh, uh, Whiskey Acres, I'm not really a fan. Um, and my next question is, well, when's the last time you tried a Whiskey Acres product? Or when's the last, like, did, have you tried this pick yet? Or are you just already making up your mind? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And most of people will say, yeah, well, it's been a couple of years since I've tried anything from Whiskey Acres. Yeah. That was kind of the boat that I was into. Um, three or four years ago, I think I tried my first Whiskey Acres, and it didn't really blow me away. Um, but it's it's very cool to see how their stuff has improved um, in the last couple of years. Yeah, um, And I've, I've noticed that with a lot of smaller distilleries, too. They're starting to hone in on whatever it is they're doing, um, you know, whether it's the recipes, the grains, um, how long they're aging it, what type of barrels they're using. Um, a lot of these smaller distilleries are vastly improving in the yeah. last couple of years. Hey, and it, it takes time because this stuff has to age. So it's not like an overnight change yeah, that's going right. to happen. It, um, my my first bottle of Whiskey Acres was the the regular bourbon, which I think is 94 proof. I think it's a little bit lower than that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think it's lower. Maybe 92 or something. Some, yeah, well, um, something like that. But uh, uh, Jenna's mom's friend went to, I think, Galena and saw it and got it for me for my birthday um as part of like a birthday basket (laughs) so uh we opened it on i want to say thanksgiving of last year um and i tried it and you know it was um extremely corn forward compared to other bourbons that Mm -hmm. i had tasted um and it was not not bad um it was I, I enjoyed it because it was very different um but like i could see a lot of people being turned off from that amount of corn flavor um and it's almost it's like very crafty yes it tastes yeah. very crafty it's, the it's kind of like standard well it, it it almost tastes like white dog like to a degree in the in the amount of corn that comes through, you know. Um uh but then I tried the bottle and bond, which is a totally different story. It's much more rounded in flavor and they're a little bit higher proof. Yeah. Um it, their their normal uh straight bourbon is eighty seven proof. Eighty seven, okay. Um which the bottled and bond is obviously a hundred, um, which is a pretty drastic difference in proof. Um and it's like I said, way more rounded. Um, you get a lot more. I think a lot more of the wheat comes through and kind of cuts that corn a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did these barrel strength picks, and that was like, wow, this is you know yeah. a totally different a level, you know. Um, and it's the yeah, I think it's still a lot of the corn flavor is there um but because of the the proof it's kind of like mutating into other flavors like the maple syrup and um these kind of like which why like dan that's probably a good question for you why yeah do you get all that maple that i'm getting like why, i get why a, lot, a lot, of maple? lot of maple on whiskey acres um and they have a maple finish bourbon they do have really a maple good. finish bourbon um, yeah but it's, this is not it's a maple finish at all no yeah no it's it's a toasted and charred barrel mm-hmm. um from a pretty good cooperage i i think it a lot of it comes from there i'm not sure i mean this is just normal yellow dent corn at this point that's mm-hmm. it's nothing special so it's not like they're doing anything really unique on it um it is a. It's not your normal standard wheat. It's a red winter wheat that they put in there. Okay, so that um, so it's a little bit different wheat. Um, I don't know the breakdown of wheats, um, but it could be part of that as well. Uh, and when you talked about the Jake, when you said something about or both both Jakes <laughs> uh, about uh, good whiskey coming out of Illinois, I was just thinking back. Not too long ago, we did a blind taste at Gold Eagle. And it was Whiskey Acres versus something else, and Whiskey Acres. Yeah, one. Uh, what it was the rye bottle and bond? Yeah, versus um, what was it up up against? It was, it was uh, what was it? 
We're gonna have to look that up because it was up against something good. Yeah, that and I think would would have beaten it. Was that was that the toasted event? Um, no, I don't think. No, so. it was. Um, um, we're gonna have to pull up those results. Yeah, let podcast. me look for it. But yeah, it was it was it was interesting because it didn't just win it. It won pretty. It it was significant. Yeah, um, and because your comment was, oh, I guess Illinois does have a few good things. Right. Uh, I mean, we don't have many things in the state that are good. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I say, I think with election season just finishing up, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we uh, we we do have some good whiskey, and it's cool to see. And and same thing like you said, Jake. Too is a couple of years ago, people were saying, "Well, they tried it a couple of years ago." I mean, it's a process with so, whiskey. Uh, new oh. riff, rye. That's right. That's oh yeah, yeah. And that was that was kind of like right when we first got new riff and had a lot of hype around it. And I actually, the new riff rye is good. It's, yeah, it's not a bad rye. Well, whiskey. and they're, I mean, they're fairly new. They are too. fairly new. Um, um, but it's also their own. They're not sourcing. Right. Um, and it gets a lot of good feedback and good reviews. But uh, let's see the actual results. Um, Whiskey Acres won 20 votes to 12. So yeah. It was, yeah. It was pretty one-sided. Which, like, my my favorite offering from Whiskey Acres is the Bottle and Bond Rye. Mm. I think it's so good. It is. Um, I mean, this... This barrel proof is fantastic, this is, though. This, <laughs> this is a really close this is a second. Special barrel. This is a good barrel um, that actually went in multiple blind tastings and came out on top. Um, I don't think many people know this, but we actually got four samples from Whiskey Acres, and this was the barrel that I picked. And then we decided to do the master class. And then I told Nick, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's do a pick at the master class if possible." Okay. Um, and I didn't even know that he was going to throw this barrel back in there at the master class. Oh, okay. But, uh, I found this out like days after the master class, after we picked this, huh. that, that was the same barrel that we had in the original samples that we got <laughs> and picked. That's cool. Um, so it, it won our original blind tasting. Um, it won the original or the first blind tasting that we did at the master class. And then it won in the third round. Um, when we double blinded the top two at the master class <laughs> and to throw this in there, Nick said that this was the barrel that the distiller, uh, picked and said, this is the one that they're going to oh, pick. Okay. Um, so we lined up with his palette as nice. well. Um, so I think it's a pretty special barrel that we have here. And yeah. After tasting it. Yeah. I think it stands up. Yeah, I mean, there's the the depth of flavor in this is pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the maple. Um, I would I would almost categorize this as like dessert, kind Definitely of like dessert-y. yeah, um, mm-hmm. very sweet, very uh, vanilla, and like yep. almost like chocolate chip cookie kind of mm-hmm. like tastes um, with that maple. Um, yeah, you say that, yeah, I get a lot of cookie dough yeah flavors. yeah it's it's excellent i like it a lot it's and and like i said they grow it's they're a small distillery that makes all their own stuff any small distillery that makes all their all their own stuff it takes four years to see if you made something good right yeah um yeah. and then you make tweaks but it's gonna take another four years to figure out if the tweaks were good right but that being said they're even though they're not that old I've been down there where they've done a lot of single barrels, and every single single barrel I've tried, I'm like, that's a damn good whiskey. Yeah. Um, and and just as we talk about this with being so mapley, they released a distiller's reserve that Nick picked a barrel of, uh, and that is butterscotch. There's no maple in it, but it's very heavy butterscotch. Um, same right around 121 proof, I think that one was. Okay. Um, but same same mash bill. Same exact everything, yeah. same same style many, of barrel. How many rick houses do they have? So they have they now have three. So their rick houses are interesting. Are they close together? Uh no. Not uh, I mean compare like if you're thinking of like Are they all on the property? They're all on the property. Yeah. So Rick House one is an old Quonset farm building. Mm-hmm. So a Quonset farm building, think of a silo, a steel silo laid on its side. Yeah. Big round building. Semicircle That's, type. Yep. Half of us, half moon, they're half circle. Yeah. And that's that's Rick House 1. Rick House 2 is a grain bin. 
like an actual grain bin that you would yeah. store corn in. They don't store corn in it. Now they age whiskey in it. And they just built, uh, not too many months ago, uh, Rick House 3, which is another Kwanzaa building, just like yeah. the first one. Because they were just finishing that when yep. we went there yeah. for the... Uh, the um, Glass Gem. Coin. Glass Gem. And now I would say that Rick House probably has... I'd say probably 400, 500 barrels in it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're filling it up quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it won't be Because there was nothing in there when we went. Yeah, half of, half of that Rick House is full. The other half is full of empty barrels. Okay. <laughs> Which is it's fun to see full barrels on one side, ones that need to get filled on the other side. So they're new, empty barrels? Brand new, empty barrels. They, they have, I think they said they have about a six-month supply of barrels because, like, everything right now, there's shortages everywhere. Oh, and it's, barrels mm-hmm. are... Barrels are getting hard. The the other thing I read uh, as well is it's not just the barrels, but the, the head oak. glue. In the oak tree, too. The oak, the head glue to get the barrels to seal tight. Is, oh. is, is, is There's a shortage on head glue. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, they, they decided they want to get a bunch in ahead of time because smart yeah. businesses plan uh, when things are tight, get oh, as much yeah. as, or when supply is limited, get as much as you can to make sure you have uh, what you need. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a cool place. If you're in northern Illinois, central Illinois, make the venture to DeKalb. Uh, they're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They got a nice visitor center there. Um, yeah, they usually have some kind of live music in a food truck. So yeah, I'm, I know they have a spot inside for small live music. I'm not sure. If, I'm sure they'll still do food trucks in the winter, but outside they got a big patio. That's not going to be. Yeah. Right now they still have uh, some nice solo fire pits out there. The smokeless oh, okay, fire nice. pits, but uh, it's going to be. It's getting freezing. chilly. It's going to be below freezing <laughs> this weekend coming up, so I, I don't think that many people will be sitting outside. Yeah. Um, but and we talked about it. We did our local series. Local yeah. distillers are always fun to go to because they're not very big, so everyone that works there is working there because they love it. Right. Um, it's a huge passion for everybody there. Uh, I've met the majority of people that work there now, uh, and it's no one's really there that often because they're only really open on the weekends, uh, yeah. but everyone loves what they're doing and it's fun and they're making good stuff. I mean, they knocked off new riff who probably has a lot more money behind them. Oh, than yeah. What, mm-hmm. what uh, whiskey acres does. Yeah. Cause new riff is Kentucky, right? Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. sure yeah. they're Kentucky, but they're like way uh, to the East. They're right on the border. Of oh, Ohio. Okay. Um, so kind of, they're like, independent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For the and time being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I mean, they're also like props to them because they, they're not really, not really sourcing. Um, OKI is like their MGP brand, but everything okay. that's been in a new riff bottle is their own distillate. They waited the four years before they bottled anything. Okay. Um, so they're also doing things the, uh, I guess you could say the right way. Um, oh, so they're, they're doing OKI. OKI, yeah, is not really going to oh. be a thing anymore. Okay. Um, they're kind of fading away from that. Uh, but that was like their MGP brand. Got um, it. Okay. And now they're, they have enough whiskey that's four or five years where everything's yeah. just going to be in a new riff bottle now. Huh, interesting. Um, okay. So, yeah. And new riff, they don't do gins or vodkas. No. Um, right. And they pride themselves on only doing whiskey, yeah. which which is difficult. Uh, whiskey Acres does a vodka, but I don't think they're they haven't made vodka in a while. Really, um, I don't know if they're going to continue it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Was that a corn vodka? I don't know. Okay. I'm guessing, but I don't know. Yeah. I would assume it's, so. But yeah, it's 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 for sure very difficult to start a distillery just on whiskey because you're not um, making any money. They're for also four farmers, years. so they're yeah. making money. On yeah. It farming yeah um, but if you were to just go start a distillery out, out of nothing like you probably would need to have a vodka or right. gin you have to some do some oil. kind of clear spirit yeah. to make money mm-hmm. you know for yeah. four years right, right. <laughs> at least yeah i mean you can go if if you can if you use smaller barrels you can push stuff out yeah. in two or three years or you're sourcing or you're yeah, sourcing. Or sourcing or like I don't know, make some white dog margaritas because those are actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Get a, get a cool tap room and get some good food in there and serve some white dog margaritas. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, good we, business model, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> I should start that. <laughs> hey, you guys got the nice bar there now. Uh, we do, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I will say one of the coolest things I've seen <laughs> was when you did your bar with all the whiskey staves and then mm-hmm. from your barrel yeah. picks. So we... My wife and I 
did a bar in our basement, mm-hmm. and when I saw yours, uh-huh. I it, we did ours like uh, a year ago. About and you want to change ago. it already? Okay, I saw the whiskey <laughs> saves, and I was like, "Damn it! Uh, yeah. Why I didn't go, I think I of that?" Bar <laughs> see if it's something that you can add on. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice touch for sure. Yeah, got, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What um, what are some other small distilleries? Obviously, Whiskey Acres, even though it's local, they're still small. What other small distilleries have you done barrel picks with? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Like Starlight is kind of small, right? Yes and no. I mean, on the um, on the higher end yeah. of small. <laughs> I mean, they're they're small as in they're they recently started distilling uh, within the last like ten years, mm-hmm. um, and they've expanded tremendously. Um, but they're also seventh generation farmers. Okay. Um, so th- I guess they're kind of like whiskey acres, but on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as distilling goes, yeah, they're very small, but they have. Uh, they've grown a ton. Uh, they went from like one rick house to four. Now I think they're at, and like the newer ones are like many, many times bigger than the original rick houses. Yeah. They just bought a whole new still. Um, so I, th- I think they're now considered like one of the bigger players. Okay. Um, but yeah, when we started doing picks from them, they were definitely whiskey acre size. Yeah, yeah. On a smaller scale. But they're uh, Indiana, right? Indiana, um, about forty-five minutes from Louisville, so almost Kentucky, but yeah, yeah which they're probably Indiana. on the same limestone water as Kentucky, right? Uh, maybe I would think. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know for sure. So, so one 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 myth we can we can bust is, yes, Kentucky has got a big limestone aquifer in it, but it's not the only limestone aquifer. No, yeah, in, no. in the U.S., it's that was one of the things with Whiskey Acres is yeah. They had their water tested, uh, and it came back chemically the exact same analysis as yeah, the limestone aquifer point. down in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a limestone is going to produce the best water. Has a lot of filtration. Where I'm from in Northwest Illinois, it's very heavy sandstone, so it's high in iron, which is not good for whiskey. Yeah, um, the, that's the, the the benefit of limestone is that you don't have to do any kind of secondary filtration to the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can basically just put tap water into your whiskey. You know. Um, where like like Dan said, if you're not on limestone, there's all kinds of other like metals and shit in there that like really screws up with the the flavors um, and messes with the flavors like, and messes with fermentation. So iron yeah. and yeast are not friends. Yeah. Right. Well, as we all know. Because <laughs> we all know. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's a very good point because anyone who's from Kentucky or pretty much any Kentucky distiller, you, you know, the first thing they talk about on their tour is the water and the yeah. stone that they have there. And this was the perfect spot for a distillery because there's a river that runs right through and it's the best water in Kentucky and best water in the U.S. And yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is, too, is like the main reason why a lot of these places are on where creeks are running through is not just because they got good drinking water there, but you need a supply of water to cool everything down as you're distilling, oh, yeah. as you're mashing. So well, you, need, you need a stream you know, of water, and that's what the moonshiners used. Is well, they, right, because like a lot of these places were started in the late 1800s or so, and like you needed some form of running water, <laughs> so, you yeah. know, to like, you know, do your distilling. Yeah. Um, so you know, a lot of that's just kind of like legacy type stuff. Yeah. Um, I saw a meme today actually that was like uh there's like a group on one side and one guy standing on one side and the one guy says uh all bourbon is from kentucky and then it shows the group and the guy's like yeah 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 that's like so other places have really good bourbon too <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's i mean what I, it's the amazing thing is how much water it actually takes to make oh yeah whiskey. so i mean in normal a normal mash, you're going to use two parts water, one part grain, which at the end of the day is not a ton. I mean, it's if you're doing, let's say, uh, a th- um, thousand pounds of grain, 500 gallons of water, you'll get close to a barrel out of that. You'll get close to 53 gallons. But it's not just that. It's the water to cool down the mash after you're done cooking. Yeah. It's the water to cool, <laughs> to run through the condenser to 
convert your steam and in, steam into uh, liquid again to get the alcohol down into the collection area. It's takes a lot of water and yeah. Well, it's a lot of the a lot of the distilleries that are not on a river or a creek or whatever are finding ways to kind of like recycle that water, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool because. You know, if you're running on a limited supply or at least like a a non um a non like river or creek type of supply of water. Non, a non river or creek. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want to Jake, you can give him shit like non body of water? What do you want what do you want me to say? Well we're a barrel pick in plus the whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any shit to give here. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you gotta you gotta stretch as much as you can. Yeah. Um. It, well, that kind of leads into you know the other cool thing about whiskey acres is they do reclaim a lot of their water. Um. They are, I think, completely energy independent or yeah. near energy independent. Basically, energy independent. Yeah, um. With their solar panels. with solar panels yeah. and uh. Um. Hey, it, it it's pretty it's pretty cool to see yeah. someone um putting in the effort to be like truly independent you know, from the entire system, no, absolutely. you know, like it's cool. From, again, somebody that's local near us. Yeah. Um, grain to glass. Um, it's, it's something that you don't really see too often yeah. in this industry for sure. Um, yeah. That'd be an interesting stat to know how many distilleries or what percentage of bourbon that's out there is actually grain to glass from yeah. the same distillery. Right. And, and I mean, it's got to be low. Minuscule. Yeah. Because all these big distilleries that produce 90% of the bourbon that's out there, uh, you know, most of them, they're not grain to glass. Yeah. Buffalo Trace doesn't have a farm. No. <laughs> it doesn't have a farm. They have, you know, farmers that they use and probably maybe have exclusive rights to their grains. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's not like their backyard where they're going and growing everything. Yeah, but I mean, like still. Kentucky isn't even necessarily like corn country either. No. You know, yeah, like no. they're they're sourcing all that corn from Illinois, right. Iowa, Nebraska anyway. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's a cool place, and and the fact that you know there's something unique going on there. When I don't know, I mean. We're in the age of craft distilleries right now. It's yeah, craft bourbon yeah. or craft beer was ten years ago. It's craft distilleries right now. Yeah, beer and is so 2010. How <laughs> many people tried to get like people like Dave Pickerel, Jim Rutledge to help them out? And the fact that Dave picked these guys to help kind of shows that he was pretty passionate about what they were doing as well. So yeah, they got that cool cool link because there's so many people that would have killed to have. Oh yeah, Dave helped them out, and uh, they got lucky. So yeah, and I wish we had Nick here to go into some baby making corn facts. Yeah, like <laughs> you're that drunk. You want to know about corn sex again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dan knows all about. That. I can, I mean, I can tell you about like, corn. Go into it. I mean, because that if you do know, because I mean that was at when he was speaking at the master class, like something that. I would never have thought of. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Like what corn? Yeah, so they're. I'm gonna go to the bathroom because I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> their big thing right now is they they just picked their first hybrid that they created. Uh huh. Um. So normally most corn is yellow dent corn, which is the normal when you think of corn. So it's when, a yellow. When kernel. you say hybrid, you mean they planted you, certain corns yep. near each other. They yep. So had normally, sacks and yeah, pollinated and yeah, they, they have sex. Different corn. Yeah. No. Yeah. So so normally it's yellow dent corn is what they are. There's like we talked about, they do bloody butcher. Other people do bloody butcher. They do mm-hmm. blue popcorn. Some other people are doing blue popcorn. But they wanted to find certain starch and protein characteristics out of their normal corn that they use for their normal bourbon. Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they said, we like this style and variety corn. We're going to plant it next to this style and variety corn. When corn grows, it gets a tassel on the top. And that's basically like when you think of a flower and the pollen and everything. They put them really close, so that way they cross-pollinate with each other. Um, basically, the different sperms, the different eggs mm-hmm. in, in normal terms, cross-pollinate, and then you get a new seed plant that has both characteristics of the yellow dent corn and the other style of corn that they used. Um, and then once you have that seed, you can grow that seed 
and get it to harvest. And then once they did that, they've been working on this for a while. They take a breakdown to see the different types of proteins, see the different types of starches. They have their little small ma- whiskey-making kits to make small batches to see what came out. Um, and once they finally found a variety, a cross-pollinated variety they liked, um, they decided, hey, this is going to be our seed corn. This is what we're going to start growing. So they now have that variety figured out. So now how – sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, go ahead. How do they figure out, all right, this is what we want to grow because they don't have time to distill and let it age? And No, so – they don't. Um, they can they can do small runs out of small stills, mm-hmm. and you can smell what the so spirit they're, is. They're going off like the white dog, right? These. They're going off the white okay. dog. I mean, if you're, I mean, I think what did he say? His their their test still is less than a liter, mm-hmm. and it, you can just add like the little like Okanagan spirals mm-hmm. in there and get it to age a little bit and see how it tastes after okay. a few weeks. And you can kind of get a general. They can get a general idea. idea. I mean, a, mas- a master distiller is a master distiller for a reason. They can mm-hmm. smell the white dog. Right. They know what characteristics yeah. going to have. Um, I mean, we've had white dog that's like you can tell that no matter what happens to this it's gonna be good you know yeah. like um the barnstormer's rye was like unbelievable yeah the the what the regular white distillate was like incredible have you had makers white dog? no it's so good. unreal that's all we did yeah mm-hmm. yeah but that's just like one that like has stood out to me fearless <clears throat> is re- very good white dog um but yeah no go back to the corn thing well i know it's it's they they they've, <laughs> they they don't know what to, i don't want to get into too many details or anything and i don't know all the specifics and ins and outs but they they found this they were happy with it when they ran some tests on it um and i'm sure a lot of it too was just doing the breakdown of the different types of starches and the different types of proteins mm-hmm. uh different Which is like a, that's like a, only a farmer yeah, and... it's it's that's more agri science than mm-hmm. it is whiskey science. Right. That's yeah. that's knowing. Well, it actually it's a combination of both because they know what they get out of normal yellow dead corn. Mm-hmm. Um, they know how that changes when you break it down and break the starches down. Um, so they knew what they were looking for and they found someone they were happy with on the chemistry side. They did a small run of it, and they said this is the one they want to do, and this is their first harvest of it. So um, I think they said their plan for that was uh, early next year to start distilling it. So this get... is the hybrid? Yeah. Yeah. And then they but will. They've done uh, how many different experimental runs? Four? Oh, met lots. Five? I'm sure lots. I, I, I mean, because the we tried I think the four or five in the last like year or two. Because like the blue popcorn technically is one. Well, th- those are just those aren't those aren't hybrids. Those are no 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 oh, right. Yeah. So we're just but like they're, one. I mean that's a non-standard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, the bloody butcher. We tried the Oaxacan one at the tasting. I think mm-hmm. which was incredible. That one was pretty good too. The problem with that is it's a Mexican it, corn. And it's hard to grow here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Illinois and Mexico don't have similar no. clients, uh, climates. <laughs> They're a little different. Yeah. If but we had Roberto, Roberto uh, didn't he say that they were going to try and do it again, though? Yeah. Yep. They, they make it uh, like a semi-regular they, kind of release. I, I think when Nick was at the tasting, he said they did it, and they hated it because it was so much work, and then they tried the spirit that came out of it. And, like, and it was so good. They're like, shit, we got to figure yeah. this out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's cool. It's it's stuff you don't think about. It's you definitely it's, don't. Yeah. And with how many distilleries are out there and how many people are producing whiskey now, um, I don't know. I think you have to think that that's something in the co- next couple of years that is going to become more of a thing. Like, mm. what kind of corn did you use? And but what, I think we're already starting to from? see like the first trickles of that mm-hmm. from whiskey uh, from whiskey acres. Yeah. Such a good job of doing all these different corn releases and showing like how the same mash bill and everything can be the same and it just changes so much just yeah. based on your starting and crop. what's the other funny thing is too is there's been a couple other people that have done this and done some releases that are bigger than whiskey acres but their mash bill is low in corn mm-hmm. so yeah it's like your yeah. whole thing is you want to showcase how this corn works and you're only going to use 60 percent corn in your mash bill mm-hmm. like why are you trying to hide it did it not come out as good as you wanted it to or were you just afraid of what public reaction was going to be? Where they're that's their that's where they're hanging their hat on is right. These are the things that uh, really make whiskey <laughs> taste different. Yeah, yeah. Because you can only do so many things with 
normal corn, normal normal grains, normal barrels, mm-hmm. and you just put a different name on it, and now it's going to sell for $300. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're not trying to do that. They're trying to legitimately de- dive in and find uh, find some new ways to make whiskey with some cool corn. Yeah. I mean, the like Nick gave us what the the percentage of like their total crop 8%. they allocate to experiments basically um well they so 8% of their well, 8% farm, is their total yep, uh yep. whiskey usage and a certain proportion of that is their like, experiments for yep. the year right yep um 8% of their total acreage or, is 8% of the, they have a, they have about 2000 acres they said and about 8% of the 2,000 acres is used for the distillery. Mm. And that's the, another cool point to add in there because they get first dibs, obviously, mm-hmm. on what corn they want to use for yeah. their own whiskeys. Yep. Um, so they're picking the best of the best corn. And he made that a point at the tasting that yeah. it really makes a difference. On when the the level of technology, you know, well, to dive into the nerd science of farming a little bit, you know, I work in a hydraulics company that specializes in a lot of this agriculture hydraulics stuff. So, and, and Dan's obviously got farming experience. the The level of like pinpoint precision that they have now in like these harvesters is insane, and they're able to document like the down to like inches of rainfall that certain areas of the crop get versus other areas. So they know which ones are gonna be the the best of the best out of you know the the total acreage. Um, so they're able to actually like you know uh, select hand select basically those parts that are like this is gonna be like the premium corn mm-hmm. of so our they, entire crop. Kind of like a Buffalo Trace where they just know like <clears throat> six floor corner. This is going to yep. be our best Eagle Rare barrels. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and that's that that's a good point because it definitely starts with the crops and the grains that you're using. Yep. Um, to be able to pick out the best of the best of your own crops and use that to distill and then send the rest off to whoever you know. Who yeah. Cares Which like those. you know most distilleries don't get that luxury. No, they don't. You know, no. you're going to get what corn you get they, and. They, and most of them do get to pick, like they will get a shipment and, you know, some of them will say no to an entire yep. shipment, um, but they don't have the data on, you know, what, where that came from, what exactly, you know, it, it wasn't selected for that distillery specifically, um, whereas Whiskey Acres gets to monitor the entire life of the corn yeah. and then also know all the data on mm-hmm the best of the best pockets yep. of their farm. So yeah, they're it's fun. I've I've enjoyed my time working there. Uh, it's been fun to learn more about them. It's been fun to learn more about the whiskey making process. Um yeah. I I I, I mean their stuff keeps getting better and better. Not that it was not it, it good gets, at first. It, it's but, been getting a lot better. Yeah. I mean well like, um, that's the nature of a craft right kind of distillery mm-hmm. anyway is that like you're going to, like Dan said earlier, you're going to make tweaks with every batch, and it's just going to continue to get better. It's going to take time to yeah. see how those tweaks change it. Um, but that's why it's you should never, ever count out a distillery, uh, especially if you haven't you know tasted anything from them in yeah. the last couple of years because the stuff does change a lot, um, especially smaller distilleries. Like yeah. it, Sometimes it gets worse, but... Uh, most of the time if they're doing it the right way it'll just get better yeah and i think that's that's one of the biggest things that i've noticed with whiskey acres is every year their whatever they release gets better and better and better yeah, yeah. so but none of nothing they've released is better than the gold eagle no barrel pick <laughs> <laughs> we can confidently say that that the best thing yep. they've done is uh what's that jake's at the jake's uh Store so go to Gold Eagle and pick up one of the few remaining bottles of Whiskey Acres barrel. Yeah, there's still but probably a few cases left. Um, we still have we still have about half the barrel left. Okay, um, it's being a younger whiskey, it's a little higher yield. Um, so I think yeah. this one was like a 240 or 50 bottle yield. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh huh. So just in a month or two, we've gone through about half of it. Um, but I think. Once people try this and word gets around, it's going to start going 
you know, sooner rather than later. Um, and we have heard a lot of really good feedback. Um, yeah. And the, the, the coolest piece of feedback that I've heard about this is, uh, I can't even tell you how many people have told me, I'm not a Whiskey Acres fan, but I really like this pick. Um, and also most of those people probably haven't had much Whiskey Acres in the last couple of years. Yeah. So they yeah. haven't been able to experience that. It's This pick is really good, but also their whiskey is getting a lot better than it was yeah. two, three, four years ago. Um, and like, you know, this is one, the price point is there too. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, even if you like can't necessarily handle the proof, mm-hmm. this is like under a, 60 bucks for a 123 proof. Yeah. Proof. And like, this is, this would make a great old fashioned. It makes um, a great old fashioned. And I normally will only drink whiskey neat and i still love this whiskey and will only drink this whiskey neat but i will admit it opens up really nice with a couple drops of water yeah Um, becomes a lot more approachable for the average whiskey drinker who doesn't necessarily like 123 proof yeah so yeah i i I would classify this as a particularly versatile Mm -hmm. bottle um Mm -hmm. mostly because those sweet notes are so pronounced maple syrupy notes uh so deep um like you're even if you do cut it i feel like those will really still shine through you know yeah. awesome all right well jake thanks again for joining us and filling Thank in for, for roberto yeah yeah um where can people find gold eagle uh instagram facebook those are the best two places to uh catch up and uh obviously the stores in libertyville illinois come and see us uh, we've got a nice bar you can try any of our picks at or some of the harder-to-find whiskeys. Um, yep. And then most of the stuff that we have on the bar is also available to purchase on the way out. So, yeah, Gold Eagle Wine on Instagram, Gold Eagle Wine on Facebook, and 255 Peterson Road in Libertyville, Illinois. Yeah, you can... Uh... Jake, what's your home address? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to get You can follow Bourbon Matters at Bourbon Matters on Instagram. Uh, search for Bourbon Matters on Facebook. You can find us at Bourbon Matters on YouTube, which apparently uh, YouTube is doing handles now. So we are at Bourbon Matters on YouTube. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do with that, but they're apparently they're doing that. that um, maybe they're bringing Google Plus back. I don't know. Well, it it seems like they're trying to do like a – post type thing like they're trying to turn youtube into like a social media oh they're going after elon it could be um (laughs) so anyway find us on youtube click the notification bell subscribe like uh find us on spotify apple podcasts amazon uh anywhere that you listen to podcasts um make sure you share it make sure you like it subscribe all that fun stuff awesome yeah all right, well, we've done two barrel picks basically today because we did yeah. two episodes. <laughs> it's been a good day. I got to go I gotta go make more, more whiskey tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go sell more whiskey tomorrow. <laughs> I got I to go to work. <laughs> All right, my job's not as fun as yours. <laughs> All right. All right, cheers. Cheers. cheers.